I start work tomorrow. I have a few ideas of what it might entail. Um, probably like a pre-trip and then a test drive and then sitting down next to a bunch of other people and sorting laundry. Now as a driver, why would I say that? Well, I, I want to say like when I first started thinking about um, doing this, I was watching a video of them talking about how um, how they're doing renovations to all these places in Yellowstone and that it's going to be better for the employees, better for the tourists. And in that same video, the news reporter was standing in the laundry facility in Gardiner and saying that this is one of the most fucking sweet, badass, hardcore laundry facilities in like multiple states. Like, this is the best laundry facility. With the amount of laundry they move per season. And you can see behind him these huge drums. And these conveyor belts bringing down massive amounts of laundry to go into totes. And... I don't know if I saw a tow motor operator, but but you can load a big truck with about 20, 26, 20, between 20 and 26 totes of laundry. Okay, <laughs> but um, the season isn't getting underway yet because these other hotels aren't up and running. So what are they going to do with me? And I imagine what they're going to do with me is get me acquainted with what I'll be doing, but in the meantime, help sort this laundry. <laughs> and I'll probably be... Because in that video, I seen where they pan the camera over and you saw like... like... five or five or six senior citizens sitting there all next to each other sorting laundry. And I imagine one of those was a driver. So that's what I'm imagining. We'll see tomorrow. I found out it's at eight. At eight. <clears throat> so we'll see at eight in the morning. So I set my alarm for 6.30. I'm going to get up, get dressed for work. Because with the work clothes they gave me, Try and look as sharp as possible, although I hate the pants. And then I'm going to rush over and have breakfast real fast. And then I'm going to have to, like, eat breakfast real fast and then get going because even though it's only five miles away and it'll take me, like, like ten minutes tops to get there, I want to leave, like, at 7.15 because... It's going to take a lot longer than 10 minutes because they said we're getting three to five inches of snow 
on the weather app. And what that means is on the way from here to Gardner is five miles of winding roads with ditches on either side, uphill and downhill, and there's a fucking, there's a 7% grade, so I could end up going off the side of a mountain. So I want to leave real early and go real slow. And there's another person that's going to will probably be 20 minutes behind me. Well, um, today I woke up in immense pain. Man, I, I didn't think that my body would hurt. My armpits, my biceps, my shoulders, kind of. My legs immensely hurt. Where if I bend down, like if you were to bend down and pick up something without bending your knees, like a basketball, like I done that so many times that that's all that hurts. Well, yeah, my legs are okay otherwise. But like if I, if I move them a certain way, the pain is unreal. And, uh, I woke up feeling that and I said, oh man, I can't, I can't, I don't want to, I don't want to go eat breakfast. I just want to lay here. And that's what I did. I slept through breakfast and I woke up reading, reading this pirate book I got. I'm 200 pages through it and I just started it. So I read it all day. And when I got back from breakfast, I I think I, yeah, I used the bathroom and read. And then lunchtime came. And I went and did that for sure. And I came back and I read. That's been my day. That's my whole day. And, and then... I decided that I wasn't going to shower before dinner. I was going to shower after. Well, I wanted to shave my head because I, I got like, I got behind. It's been like a week. So, and I like to shave my head once a week. Because if I don't, it starts to grow out and it doesn't look too good, you know. So, um, I decided that I was going to go out to dinner and I was going to come back and shave my head in my room and then go down there and shower. That way, that way I'm not like at the, at the sink down there for people to see like me shaving my head at the sink and going, oh, come on, you gotta be kidding I don't, actually, I don't think they'd be that way, but, um, I don't want to, like, I don't want anybody to, like, complain, hey, this guy's shaving his head, <laughs> because it, it does make a bit of a mess, I don't like hair, I'm, I'm sure other people don't either, and, but 
that's what I did. I shaved my head in the room. And I went down there and showered. And I don't know if I mentioned this. I probably didn't or did. I don't know. But I got into the shower and... And there was like... Like long hair. A lot of long hair in the bottom by the drain. And I was thinking, who the hell has long hair like that? And and they're going to lose that much of it. I didn't see any guy with long hair. So I was like, man, that might be fucking pubes, man. I hope that ain't pubes. It was long. It was like, if that is pubes, then that's a lot of freaking hair down there. And then why would why would you lose it in a clump like that? So I was it's just like damn man. I hate hair, it's so gross. And so I I I cup I turned on the water and I started cupping it in my hands and dropping it on the hairs until they went down the drain. And then I got in the shower and I was like, man, you know. The way they got the bar set up, I hit my head on it, and it fell off, and I caught it. And I went to put it back up, and I realized it doesn't fit. <clears throat> and I go, oh, yeah, here's why it doesn't fit. I'm trying to put it up too high. And I brought it down to about eye level, and it fit. I'm like, damn, I gotta, I gotta, I didn't realize that the last time. I guess I just ducked naturally or something. And it's so tiny in there. <clears throat> I mean, granted, it's clean. So I'll give it that. But I'm realizing that being 6'2", uh, over 200 pounds, I take up a lot of room. Because those showers are meant for like 5'5", five, five, 150s. I can't get down to 5'5", five, five unless, you know... I lose my knees or something, but I I could get down. I can't get down to 150, but I want to get down to like 180, 175. I'll be really skinny when I do that. And I looked at, um, like right now, um, being, you know, close to mid-40s, when I look in the mirror, my face is still okay because I have a little more weight on me or I have a little weight on me. But I know that as I slim down more, <clears throat> I'm going to have that, like, really old look. And I'll just have to accept that. It kind of makes me a little sad, but... I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. I can't go back in time. So I'll just go forward. See, see, uh... See what this, um, face of mine does. Because I've always, I've always liked it. I hope I still like it. But, um, damn, man. You know, uh, I washed my ass and I washed my body and I decided that I wanted to shave and and then I got out and I brushed my teeth and that's the one thing I forgot to do. So, I'm thinking if I, if I wake up real quick, I can rush down there and shave. Or I might not. I don't know. I'd like to shave in the evening. 
even though my that gives me a, a five o'clock shadow first thing in the morning. <laughs> but that's all right. Yeah, so I didn't do anything. I don't. I didn't even talk to anybody. Oh yeah, I did. I. Um. So I think it was. Right before, right when I was walking to go to dinner. But hold on a second. Okay, well, I was walking to go to dinner, and um, first I drove halfway there. And I know it's like, that's ridiculous. It's only like 150 steps away. But as soon as I walked outside, I felt raindrops. So I didn't want to, like, in case it started raining hard or something, I didn't want to be caught in it walking back. So I took the car halfway there and walked the other, like, 50 steps or whatever. 50 feet, 150 feet. And the dude I was playing basketball with the other day was out there smoking. And... He was like, hey, what's up? And I walked over and I was like, hey, you know, oh, you out here getting a cigarette before dinner? And he's like, yeah, is it that time? And I looked at my watch and I was like, yeah, man, like two minutes from now. <clears throat> and I, I breathed deeply and I couldn't get a damn smell of a cigarette. So I looked at where the smoke was going and he was saying something, I don't know. <laughs> but I looked at where his smoke was going and it was going to the other side of him because the wind was going that way. So I got, I looked all weird doing this, but I pretended to, to like walk over there and I put my hand above my eyes as if I was like, like looking out into the distance toward that way. And I took a few steps that way. Then I turned around and I caught a whiff of the smoke and I was like, oh, that's so good. (laughs) Uh, I don't know what he was saying. I forget what he was saying, but then I said, um. Um, yeah, I'm a bit sore after that, you know, explaining how I was sore or whatever. And he was like, it'd be cool if we can get like two on two going or three on three or whatever. Because he asked if I ever played 21 and all that is is like one on one. Like, yeah, of course, I played 33, I played 21. Um, I used to play myself. So because if you don't have nobody around, you just you pretend you're like this NBA player and you go to the hole and you make the basket and you start keeping score against yourself, you know? It's like maybe even three on three. And I was like, would they allow that? Like three on three during COVID? And he brought up a good point. He said COVID's ending. Like everyone is getting this vaccine. And the people who aren't, it's not going to matter because once you get about, like, I, I've heard this, I don't know this, but once you get about 70%, you have herd immunity. It doesn't matter if the other 30% get it or not, get the vaccine. So, and shit, um, if I think about all the people I ever talked to, which isn't many, by the way, more than 7 out of 10 are down for the vaccine. So herd immunity is going to happen. Although I'm not interested in the vaccine unless it's mandatory. If it's mandatory, I'll do it. But I'm not going to elect to get the vaccine right now. Because 
even though, you know, it isn't necessarily the vaccine that's been doing this, some people are, like, getting blood clots. And I think some European countries were like, hold on, we're not going to keep giving the vaccine to people because this might be hurting and killing people. You know, instilling fear of the vaccine that maybe shouldn't be there. But I, I look, if if it's mandatory that I get the vaccine, then I'll deal with the repercussions of getting it. But if it's elective, I'm not going to go get poked and then be in some kind of medical emergency electively. At least not yet. It's too early. I'm not ready for that. And um, so maybe we will, maybe in a month we will be playing three on three. I don't know. And um, I tried to smell the cigarette again and I couldn't. I was like, fuck it. And, um, and I said, I just quit like, I just quit like eight to ten months ago or whatever it was. I didn't bother counting. And he was like, oh yeah, I, I, was, I tried to with Chantix and shit. And it didn't work. And I said, yeah, I agree. I tried Chantix too. I smoked on Chantix and the shit didn't work. Like, there is a thing about Chantix though that if you, if you're, um, you, okay, as a smoker, every 20 minutes or so, you feel a really strong desire to smoke a cigarette. And if, if it's like, if you make it last longer than that, like every 30 minutes or every hour, then you're kind of having a battle with yourself. And then when you do smoke that cigarette, it's like, you feel like a reward thing and it's nicotine, right? Well, Chantix takes away that, that need every 20 minutes. Like you, you know that you want a cigarette, but you don't need it. But Chantix has side effects like that are way worse than smoking. You might as well smoke if you're going to fucking use Chantix. You, you got to quit a different way. And I mentioned to him how I quit. I was like, uh, um, nicotine gum didn't even work for me. But when I got that spearmint gum and I would put it up into my mouth and hold it there and say to myself, this is nicotine gum, it worked and I quit. Nicotine gum actually tastes kind of like a bad cigarette. So all it does is make you want to smoke. But spearmint tastes like a cleansing. If you just imagine that spearmint's nicotine, you win. All you got to do is fool yourself. And if you can fool yourself long enough, you quit smoking. So I did that. That's how I quit. I didn't tell him all that. Well, I may have, but in less words. And then I was like, I'm going to go eat. And I get in there and they got uh, chicken fried steak. And I don't want no damn chicken fried. I never liked chicken fried steak. I'm sure it's good. I, I had it once or twice, but I'm, I don't want none of that. 
I don't want chicken fried anything. And next to it was something called, um, um, something. I don't even care what it was called. I'd rather have that. And I was like, I'll take that. It was like some, it was something. And, and I'll tell you what it was. Okay. So, and I had other stuff too, but you know, I think the other stuff was like a little bit of pork and beans, um, some potatoes, mashed potatoes, I mean, and, um, some lemonade. And I sat down and I started cutting into what this was. And I realized what it was, but I was going to try it anyway. It was a big old mushroom turned upside down and used as a bowl. And in that bowl was like brown and wild rice and um, corn and, you know, that's all I saw when I looked at it was the rice and the corn. And I was like, give me that. I didn't realize it was a mushroom, a big old mushroom. I notoriously do not like mushrooms. I've eaten my fair share. I've eaten mushrooms on steak before. I've eaten mushrooms on pizza. I've I've grabbed mushrooms before and just threw them in my mouth. I never liked them. But I do like the flavor. I don't like the way they feel or the way they chew. And I know that it's like a, um, it's a fungus of sorts or a spore anyway I don't like this shit if if you could just take the flavor of the mushroom like like I've had mushrooms on cheesesteaks before but I would order my cheesesteaks without them and the person making them wouldn't even fucking make it the way I fucking wanted it and I don't like to take back food and I don't mind. Everybody eats it. I, I would I would eat the onions and mushrooms on my damn cheesesteak and be slightly upset. But I'd eat the cheesesteak. And I like onions. And I like the flavor of mushrooms. But man, when you're biting into that and you go, damn. And also, I've had mushrooms with lasagna. I've, I've had mushrooms all over the damn place. But I hate them. This was not just some little old mushroom. This thing was was big. I'd, I'd say if you spread out your fingers all the way, that whole circumference of your hand and fingers was the size of this mushroom. So I, I did it. I cut it. <clears throat> I cut it into a pretty big piece. And I threw it in my mouth. And I was chewing it, and it was fine. No big deal. It was clean. It wasn't slimy or or spongy. It was fine. And I chewed it up and swallowed it just fine. But then I started taking all the rice out of it as a bowl. I took everything out of, out of what they put into it. And I moved the mushroom to the side. And I ate all the stuff that was inside of it instead. And it all had the flavor of mushroom on it. So it was really fucking great. But I completely wasted the rest of that mushroom. And somebody in the dining hall goes, Oh, look, 
and I turn around to look through the window, and there's a whole herd of buffalo walking by the window. Like, more than just a few that are around. Like, around here, you'll see like 10, 10 per grouping. This was like a triple grouping. There was like 30 of these walking by, and then, like, the people in the dining room and the people outside were, like, just stopping and watching them, because, um, because they're, they're dangerous, they're dangerous on top of being, um, interesting, so you kind of want to pay attention to them, even if you don't, and, um, I finished eating and I got out of there. I came back here, shaved my head. I wanted to shave my head quickly and I wanted to eat early so that I didn't bother anybody in the bathroom because they'd be over there eating. That was good timing. Dorm living is interesting. I'm trying to um, be out of the way of everyone, but that kind of costs me in in a few ways. Like, for example, I love to stay hydrated now. I'll drink water to no end. But if you do that, you got to pee every hour. Well, I can't be doing that. I can't. Every time you take a step on these floors, it creaks. And I'm doing it with flip-flops. So it's like, like flip, creak, flop, creak, flip, creak, flop, creak. And this is the quiet dorm. All right, so... Motherfuckers ain't feeling that. They're tired of that if I do that every day, right? I mean, I'm tired of doing it. So anyway, I am drinking less water. And I'm holding it. I'm like, normally I would drink a lot of water and pee like every hour or two. Now I'm drinking hardly any water and peeing three times a day, trying trying to keep it at that, pretty much. No, I know that can't continue. I have to start, I have to start um, hydrating myself again at whatever cost that is to other people being bothered by me walking or whatever. Weird, right? I'm really, I'm not that weird, really. I just don't want to bother anybody. Because they're not bothering me. So, you know, tit for tat. Um, um, You pat my back, I'll pat your (laughs) back. down a whole bottle of water right now though my mouth is all dry maybe I will and then I'll know like maybe I will and then in 30 minutes I'll go pee and go to sleep or start to go to sleep I wore I have a long sleeve uh, red I have a long sleeve red shirt. It's a workout shirt that I got for like a dollar at the thrift store in the women's section. 
I just went over to... Because the men don't have... In the men's section, we don't have anything that's like long sleeve workout stuff or anything really good, you know? But if you go to the women's section and you go to the plus size, then you can find like like really decent, cheap workout clothing that none of the girls can wear because it's too big. But it's perfect for me. And I got it for a dollar and it's like all red and it's it's kind of like spandexy. And but also it's like 30% white. You can't really tell because you got to look up close to see all the white specks amongst the majority of red specks. But it makes the shirt look interesting and pink in certain if you look at it in certain ways, it looks kind of pink. Man, I wore that today. It felt so good. Man, women get the best clothing. The best kinds of clothing, you know. And the men get, like, all the rugged, you know, we're going to crawl in dirt with this fucking shirt kind of clothing. Make sure our clothing is waterproof and, and, and it tears easy. But, like... So every time I go to like any thrift stores or anything, I do go to the women's section. And I notice these looks I get like, why am I in the women's section? But, um, and you know, there's only, there's one thing that I wish though, <clears throat> is that, um, like I can never find jeans. I never find good jeans. And if you go over to the women's section, they got like, a lot of jeans, all kinds of jeans, but none are big enough for me. How many women are like six two, two hundred, like none, or a couple or whatever? But and then are and then after they have to get their clothes specially made, are they giving them to a thrift store? I don't think so. So I'm never gonna find any damn jeans. I'm a little bit nervous. I, I am a little bit nervous. Because when I go in the morning to Gardner, okay, I'm not nervous about anything related to my job, except for one thing. And that is the pre-trip under the hood. Like, um, like on, when you go to get your CDL, you got to pass some things, you know? You got to pass doing a pre-trip inspection, you got to pass doing bagging, and you got to pass driving the truck. And, and I always felt super confident I was always going to pass any of those tests. Except for, okay, the only reason... Okay, what I mean to say is, <clears throat> I was always confident I was going to pass the test. And here's why. The driving part, I got no problem. The backing part, I got no problem. That shit is natural to me now. I don't even feel any discomfort or anything about those two aspects. But explaining my pre-trip in detail... <clears throat> uh, 
I'm actually, I'm actually good with that too, except for the engine part. But here's the cool thing about getting your CDL. You don't even have to talk about the engine. If you can say the rest of the stuff, you're still going to get 80%. And all you need is like 60, 68% of all the stuff. So I would just say a couple things related to under the hood and move on. And I remember every time I've done that, the tester would be like, are you sure? Because like, there's a lot of other parts that everyone else misses. And I'm like, trust me, I'm sure. I got all the rest of the parts. No problem. I can tell you all about the fifth wheel. I can tell you all about between the tractor and the trailer. I can tell you all about the fucking brakes. I can tell you about all the tires. I can tell you about the truck frame. Uh, I can tell you about the suspension all the way back from the steers to the drives to the tandems. There's no problem in any of that stuff. But I'm not a mechanic. Under the hood, I don't even know what I'm looking at. Can you believe that? A truck driver, and all I all I did with my whole life is like pretty much drive, and I don't know shit about under the hood. You know, when you got a, when you got one weakness in your career, you would think you'd focus on that weakness and straighten it out, right? And I'm over here like, I'm worried because, because, um, just, just because a CDL, uh, passing a CDL test or a DOT test says that you need a 60 something percent out of a hundred, that doesn't mean the company you work for is like, oh, that's okay with us. They may want a hundred out of a hundred. They may not even do a pre-trip with you they you know you never know the company you're working for what the hell they're doing or what they're gonna do like for instance with uh, schneider i know that if i just walk up to the truck and look at it and walk to the back of it slowly looking at it and not saying a damn word they're happy i know that with swift they're happy um I know that when I was messing around with LaSaint, that as long as I got like 75%, and that was fine. I was happy with that because I know that I can get 80-something percent. And I even get a couple extra points because I can name a couple things under the hood, like the coolant reservoir, the water pump, the alternator, the air compressor, you know, the hoses and wires, the clamps, um, the... The dip, the oil dipstick, the gearbox, but I, um, the fucking windshield wiper fluid reservoir. But I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. Like the engine block, the fucking, the, um, the radiator, the the fan blades. Like man, I, you know. I don't know anything about any of that. The 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 fuel filter. Um, it, you know, come on now, and it, and if somebody were to ask me about those things and I'm trying to express them, they're gonna be like, "Wow, you don't know shit about under the hood." I'm gonna go, "Yep, you got it." <laughs> <laughs>
So I'm worried about that. I don't know, man. I, but I'm, I'm sure everything else will go just fine. But the fucked up thing about, you know, here's the fucked up thing is that the pre-trip is, okay, the pre-trip is the first thing you're going to do, okay? And under the hood is the first thing of the pre-trip that you're going to do. So under the hood is the first thing that's going to happen, and your first impression always matters. And the first impression I'm going to give off is that I'm an idiot when everything else is going to be beautiful. But if, if you get the first impression, hey, this guy's an idiot, you don't think everything else is going to be just fine. You think, oh, man, this guy's a fucking idiot, right? And that's, I think that's why I'm worried. I should, maybe I should learn. I mean, I, I might live another 20 years. Maybe I should learn. I should become a mechanic. I thought about um, going to mechanic school just so that I would shore up that on my pre-trip. Like, imagine going to mechanic school for like nine months or a year or whatever, and whatever that costs. The only reason I wanted to do that was never really to fix my own vehicles or to help anybody else with their vehicles or to become a mechanic. It was only to better my trucking knowledge and being able to pre-trip better on the engine. That was all. Just to make the career I care about better. I'm going to be forever nervous until I, um, I don't even know how to go about it. I hate oil. I hate mechanic clothing with oil on it as much as I hate hair. I hate, um, being close to, I, okay, I love the roar of a diesel engine. I like sitting on top of it in the cab but I don't like opening the hood having the engine running and being next to it while it's giving off its vapors it, while it's that loud noisy these parts moving and the truck shaking I don't like that I, I would never be a mechanic how do, how do I explain that to uh, an employer and you know, when you go, when no matter who you work for, if you break down, they send the mechanic. If you need the truck fixed, they have mechanics on their sites, wherever their terminals are. I, I've never seen a trucking company have their drivers be the mechanics. So I've always felt like maybe I don't need to know that shit any motherfucking way. I really don't want to. And I don't know how many truck drivers are also mechanics. I mean, that percentage is as low as, you know, whatever. Because most of the drivers I met, the last thing they would do is fix a carburetor that I know of. They're too busy... Um, you know, I don't want to get into um, 
negative things about truckers. But there's a lot of negative things about truckers. And being and them being um mechanical is is not one of the things they usually do. I think I think it'll be okay. Especially if you know especially if it's just like a um know we're not doing a pre-trip i'm sure you know how to do your pre-trip i'm like yep i sure do uh let's just do a test drive and we do a test drive to mammoth and back and then i'm sitting in the laundry area doing paperwork or doing laundry until some of these hotels open up so that i can transport laundry to it you know what that's a win i think it'll be perfectly fine that's what i hope for and uh, every time I've started a new job and I thought about what it would be like, I was always wrong. So um, tomorrow when I record, I'll let you know if it was exactly what I thought or if I was totally wrong.